get things started right off the bat. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 50 of the Whatnots Captain's Log. Woo, 50. Can you believe that? <laughs> We're big. We are we over the hill. Yeah. Uh, let's see. It, it's it's a weird 50 because Paul <laughs> was still, he did the first 12 yeah. with us. And I think it was the 12th one where he announced he was stepping mm -hmm. down and stuff like that. Um, and I don't think I even like when we like shifted to the new website and put up all of our episodes on uh the new like simple cast kind of thing uh our our hosting thing i don't mm -hmm. think i ever or when we did the new rss feeds i don't think i ever posted the original 12 oh. or at least like the original like 11 i may have just started it off with like all right well <laughs> Paul's stepping down, so we're gonna be doing something new from now on. You know, um, this is like the opening of Men in Black, where it starts with Agent K having to neuralize his old partner, and then Will Smith shows up. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> Good stuff. This is episode fifty of the Captain's Log. Like I mentioned, my name is Kyle Springer, and that is Melissa Wilkinson on the other side of the, com of the computer screen. I'm the Will Smith in this equation, I guess. Hello. Yeah, exactly. The Will Smith of the whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. What have you been up to this week, Melissa? I'm working 40 hours a week, which is a strange new world. But I have time to come home and, like, do things. Not like, cook full new, meals. Not in the sense that, like, you were part-time and now you're full-time it was like you were extra full-time yeah and I, now you're just regular full-time yeah like i would work as long as i could nobody ever made me they're like mm -hmm. oh don't stay late to finish anything and i'm like mm, the thing still needs to get finished so i'm gonna be here till 6 37 o'clock and they've capped it like okay guys really you have to stop at 40 so now i come home at a decent hour I leave at a decent hour, too. I'm not, like, trying to get there at 7 a.m. and work until 7 p.m. or anything anymore. Oh, man. I have time so you're now. you're sleeping in a little, little bit more. Slightly, yeah. Or I go That's in awesome. about the same time I used to, and I leave work at, like, 4. Hell, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the best. I have had time to watch TV for myself and not explicitly for podcast homework. <laughs> you've you've come home from work you are now the will smith of the whatnots you you can you can do all sorts of things you can stretch your legs you can count by twos and tie your shoes and <laughs> i can go to the gym i can make an entire dinner go to the gym and watch like two gilmore girls in one night now that was always the thing like when we were figuring out what time we oh, yes. would record and stuff like that i'm always like okay give yourself enough time to like get home and do that stuff like i don't want to make you rush unless mm -hmm. that's the only option and there were a number of times where you're like yeah sorry i'm late i've been doing this and that i'm like why didn't you just tell me like <laughs> it was always it was always cooking because like the recipe card says we'll take 30 minutes and i'm like okay 30 minutes and because i'm new at it and like i'm still uh -huh. that's 30 minutes according to a finessed trained chef 
who does sure. this stuff like they're breathing. It's not for me where it's like, okay, uh, ooh, garlic, how do I chop this? Very carefully, I guess, because it's small. Chop, chop, <laughs> chop. And that's why it would always take me so long. I'm like, I, I was banking on the 30 minutes and I'm not at that pro level yet. This is like a 45, 50 minute dinner for me. You'll also, get there I have a one very old that's for sure. and ineffective oven and stove combo. They do the job, but like, you got to give them a while to heat up. I've I've noticed that with um so I mean the the oven stove top thing we have is not an old one mm-hmm. but it's a different one from the one that I'm used to or was used to in my old ap- ap- apartment uh and it heats up very slowly mm-hmm. or it won't like it it'll take water forever to boil unless it's yes. on the absolute like yes. highest highest thing that it can do if, if it's on eight the which is like it, it's, it's like it, it goes six seven eight <sighs> high and, and if it's on eight it takes forever <sighs> but if it's on a high and then it's like okay it at least is getting there and i don't understand it mm-hmm. Whew. that's good i'm i'm glad you get some some more t- time to spend on whatever you want i feel alive yes and i've got more time for wedding prep yes you you're now you're going to be in the wedding that's coming up (laughs) no kyle i have a secret husband i've never told you about it (gasps) dun 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 yes i am in the wedding i am a bridesmaid yeah there you go. So that, so that that means you you have some some stuff to prepare for. You have to be at the rehearsals and all of that stuff. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that'll be uh, good. I, I've been trying to plan a bachelorette party, which is I was added to the party late. I've oh. only been a part of the bridal party like two months, and you're already a part of the party planning committee. Ah, oh, well, it was the maid of honor's job, and she just hasn't been like super responsive and. She's been a little flaky about it. It's like, okay, somebody has to do the research. Somebody has to have some kind of a plan. Even on Mm -hmm. the night of, we like throw it out the window and do something else. At least there was a plan. Yeah. So I spent a while last night doing casino research. Casinos? Yeah, I I stacked up our local casinos, compared them against each other. What are the perks? What have we got? Is St. Louis a big gambling city? I would say so in that to name the amount of casinos we have, I would need both hands. Okay. Oh, and like we're on the river. We're like, it's the river that divides the state. So we've got ours and then we've got the ones on the Illinois side. Are there any Native American like reservations and stuff? No, 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 not around here. There may be, you know, at the other end of the state, but not here. Uh, that i am aware i'm asking that because i've lived on the east coast my whole life yes uh mainly in virginia northern virginia and stuff like that right now i'm down in richmond and there are like no casinos in sight that i know of i've i don't think i've ever seen one here anywhere on the east coast um but i i have family out west and i've been to uh, like spots up in Seattle and Montana and Wyoming, hmm. and they're everywhere. I 
I think it is, it's different all over the place. I think they are mostly for Vegas, Atlantic City, American Indian reservations, and places on water. Like, I here, like, I think riverfronts get them because it's like a tangible area where you can kind of build them on the water and like taxes and regulations are different. I grew, I could not imagine not growing up around casinos because I grew up with the, the jingle for Casino Queen, home of the Lusa Slots. It's just a big riverboat casino down there by the arch. <laughs> Never heard of it. Yeah, that's that's straight. It, it was just one of those things like, oh, yeah, casinos are, are, I've are heard a of thing. These, yes. I've heard of these casinos. There's this <laughs> massive casino hotel spa called the Ameristar. And this is in um, mm-hmm. St. Charles, which is one of the major areas around St. Louis. And this is where I went to college. It's this huge building and it dominates the skyline out there. Like there's nothing around for miles as tall oh, wow. as this casino hotel is. It's amazing how far, because St. Louis and like Missouri as a whole is very hilly. When people think of the Midwest, they think of those very flat, flat plains. That's yeah. not where we are. It's very hilly. So it is amazing from how far away you still see this giant casino mm-hmm. on the horizon just like at different levels of elevation. Interesting. It's almost like the big iron that looms over the town in FLCL. Yes. We got this casino. <laughs> so I'm that... hoping we can go there because it's big and it's fancy. And I looked it up. I checked out their cocktail menu. They have good fun, like oh, cool. cheap cocktails for like eight bucks. You know, one of those good deals. They also, because they are a hotel, like a huge hotel also, mm-hmm. they have a huge arcade which is where, like, the kids play while mom and dad are doing That's adult where things. where I would be. <laughs> exactly. It's like, guys, we need to go here because then we can gamble over, if we kid. want. We ah. can drink if we want. <laughs> and we can play skee-ball for prizes if we want. Hell yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, Washington, D.C. had a weird law, and you reminded me of mm. this, of just this, like, dominating skyline thing. Apparently... Uh, and I forget which b- building it is. It might be the Capitol, but there's not allowed to be a building that is taller than the Capitol in Washington, D.C. Or, or, or some b- b- building. Mm-hmm. There's one that's like, this is the standard. It can be yes. the same height or below, uh, mm-hmm. which is why you don't have skyscrapers in D.C. and stuff like that. And I, I just, I, you reminded me of that. And that's the useless of factoid that. of the day. Hmm. There you go. I know uh, this is more of my Disney parks fun facts uh-huh. coming out. There's some like FAA regulation saying like a structure above X amount of feet. Like I think it's like 190 feet or something like that. If it's above that, you have to have a little red blinking light on top to signal like low flying aircraft. Which is why everything in Disney World is like six inches below that height because they don't want to break like the theming and the immersiveness by sticking like a blinking red light on top of the Hollywood Tower of Terror or Mount Everest. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Uh, So I've I've been dealing something with this week. This might be a little TMI, but my ear is clogged this one Uh i can't hear a thing (laughs) this year good it is not good no it's it's happened to me once or twice 
It's never been a problem, though, in the sense of, like, I've had to go see a doctor about mm-hmm. it or stuff like this. Because uh, it usually just clears up in a day or so. Um, but, yeah, it's been, like, two or three three days now, and I can't... It, it just... It, yeah, it's not, this happened not going to, away. This happened to a friend of mine. And he said, I think he went to just like a Walgreens clinic or something like that. And they have like an earwax flushing thing. thing. Yeah. And he's like, it worked immediately. I could hear perfectly fine after that. And I had no idea what it was. So there's a couple like home natural remedies you can use. I think I've uh, seen these things. You can use olive oil or or some Mm -hmm. kind of like mineral oil. Olive's a mineral. Yeah. Uh, From... <laughs> it said you could use olive oil, okay? <laughs> uh but that from what I understood that was that seemed to be more of like a lubrication just to like hey, maybe we'll lube it up and see if things slip and fall out, you know. <laughs> and so I I tried that and I've had mm. no luck with that. And so today I did buy the uh the like ear drops thing and i tried i tried that and it didn't really seem to work any mm-hmm. different than the olive oil stuff yet but it, it's one of those things it's like do it two times a day for up to like three days or so it's like all right that was the first one we'll see what happens later on stuff like that so this happened in my it's just it's so different like yes, going out in the world that's what you would think like i i can see if it was more problematic like if i did actually feel like i had mm-hmm. something wrong with my ear but besides like hey there might just be a lot of earwax in there uh i feel like you would have your equilibrium off or you would have your mm-hmm. balance off or you would get dizzy or something uh, thankfully i've not had that that's good. Yeah. But it is weird to, like, have both headphones in or, or something, and it's just like, I can only hear that one. I can't hear any of my coworkers on that side. Oh. That's kind of nice. But, I, <laughs> I, you know. <laughs> but it's when just this like, happened, yeah, it's so weird. When this happened to my friend, it was like, he had already made plans to go to the movies, and his hearing was, like, so rough, like, he could hardly hear anything. So he goes to the movie. So he's like, well, I guess I'm just going to keep my plans and just find out what their hearing assist devices are like. <laughs> so Interesting. He, so he went to see Wonder Woman. With, Maybe I should go see Detective Pikachu like that with a hearing device. <laughs> I don't know. And I forget big, what he said it a was. A big megaphone. <laughs> I know there's different options. Oh, like I think some of it, it's like um, you wear these glasses or you have like a... A little sc- no, it's like a screen you have in front of your face. It's like a plexiglass panel mm-hmm. on, like you know, a little arm, like you know, our mic arms or something, you know, or like a little stand, like a that you yeah. put a sheet of music on. One sheet of music, you know, if you're playing a real simple piece, mm-hmm. just one. It's like a, a stand with a plexiglass panel on it, and you angle that in front of your face, and they have a little screen at the back by the projector that is the text of the captions on it and it's only if you like have this panel and you angle it at the right way that it catches the reflection of those and then it kind of puts the captions over the screen for you 
that's really interesting. I'm, yeah. So I don't know. You might have to do that if, if this doesn't clear up. That seems it's it's an awesome con- con- concept. I feel like that's a lot of work, though, to like angle the reflection just right so it fits on screen and it have, you know it shoots yeah the... this is i just saw like a diagram of this i've not seen this in Figure real one. life <laughs> yeah yeah i was um i learned about this i was watching a video about how closed captioning works and at the yeah. end of the video and it was like and there's kind of also a closed captioning in a movie theater this is how it goes and it's just a, the diagram and the guy explaining it to you interesting yeah, closed captioning is a fascinating history. <laughs> the only year, I, I don't know if it's still a thing or if the technology mm-hmm. has gotten any better, but obviously I have a speech impediment and I stutter. Mm-hmm. Um, I I remember when I was in speech therapy, my, uh, my therapist told me about this device. It was basically like a hearing aid. Uh huh. But I think at the time it was like this was like super expensive. If your parents are rich, they could get this for you. And apparently, what it did is you stuck it in your ear, and it was like a microphone and a speaker at the same time. Uh huh. And it would repeat back to you what you say at the exact same time that you, or like just like a milliseconds off, right? Like a a lot of head. Phones and uh, it's not headphones, but you can do the what you call it the like feedback. So like right now, I I yes, I could yes. do it so it's like I can hear myself in my my headphones, that kind of thing. And it's supposed to help with stuttering, and it actually does. Neat. There was a trend, um, like six or seven years ago of something called like the speech zap that's what it's called yeah there's there was a trend a couple years ago of these like speech zapper apps do you remember this yes i remember i think i i in my like rewatch of old rooster teeth podcast they they had they were talking about it on one thing but i i that's the only thing that i've it was I don't remember these it. apps you could download. I don't remember it being like one app. It's something like, you know, a, the charades game or a QR scanner where it's like there's a two dozen variations of that thing. But the thing about the speech zapper is that you would it would record your voice or stream your voice. I guess it didn't store a recording. It would stream your voice and you plug your headphone in and you'd listen to yourself in the headphones and you're listening to yourself at like a half second delay. Yeah. And it really disorients you. I can attest to that. I didn't even need the speech app thing. Um, just making this podcast. I, mm-hmm. I used to have, I, I, I have monitoring on right now in garage band. So I can just barely hear myself in my headphones, mm-hmm. but I turn it d- d- down. That I, I turn down that vo- volume, especially because I don't want the mic to pick it up. Um, but I used to have it on a little bit louder, mm-hmm. and I remember my old computer sometimes would just spaz out, and it would oh. like it would play it back to me. Yeah, like half a second to a second later mm-hmm. on and it, it would 
always be so jarring just to be like, wait, yes. how, how I, I just completely forgot what I was about to say. Mm -hmm. I can hear myself. Exactly. But it, like it, it's just like, and what so, is that? I don't, I don't, I, I don't like and, this. And so what this, and the speech zapper was like, I thought it in the world it was designed to do, but the effect of it was that you would listen to yourself and is you tried to keep talking your voice like your brain and your voice like it's so discombobulated it doesn't know what to do so you mm -hmm. trip and fumble over all of these words and it was like something my friends and i did a couple times when we were bored like we'd put it on and then somebody would hand me like here read, read the back this, of this yeah. like just read something like a solid like couple paragraphs of something and try to plow through it as much as you can and you're just like in this weird like audio haze just trying to finish this thing and your friends are hearing you like trip and fumble <laughs> over everything and it's hysterical and it's so weird and then like you just flip a switch and like your brain forgets how to do this very basic thing yeah. you learned how to do your whole life and I remember it being like an absolute riot that couple times we did it and then I'm like this is kind of like creating an artificial stutter for yourself. And I don't like, I don't know if this is like appropriate. I don't know how people would re with real stutters would feel about this. Maybe I should stop. <laughs> you so would, it was like, you, like a party you, game. We played a handful of times. You're worrying too much. I think on, <laughs> on that one. Um, it was, yeah. And it was never like a news item. Like people with real stutters are mad about speech zapper apps from like, they could be, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's like, it's one of those. I, I. It's not an optical illusion. It's an but it's, auditory yeah, illusion. Yeah, it's an auditor of. auditory one where it just it kind of messes you up. It's like, whoa, what is happening? Yeah, Why and it's fun and functioning. And it's one correctly? of those like kind of fun body tricks. Yeah, I don't know, like the things you do when you're a kid, where it's like, you know, can you touch? You know, can you touch your tongue to your elbow or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like one of those kind of things. And I think that is why it was fun. And just like hearing your friends completely demolish words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I remember, oh, one of my friends gave me like, here's the back of the DVD box for Avengers. That will uh -huh. also place this in time for you. Avengers the first had just yeah. come out on, on DVD. And I remember trying to pronounce Mark Ruffalo. And my friends told me, yeah, you said Mark Ruvalov. <laughs> So that's Mark Ruvalov. That's what we called him for a while. And then one of my friend's moms was trying to remember his name. She's trying to remember the you name know, Mark, Mark Ruvalov for She's, whatever you said his name was. She didn't even know this joke. She's trying to remember the name Mark Ruffalo. And her brain mixes him up with Paul Giamatti. But oh, she no. doesn't even get that name right. So she's like, what's that guy? Paul Gravolo? Paul Gravolo. <laughs> so that's a, a name that comes up between us frequently. That's funny. Oh, yeah, I'm really excited to see what Paul Gravolo is going to be doing in Endgame. Speaking of Avengers Endgame. Yes. Did you see that James Cameron put out this little tweet thing acknowledging the success of Endgame? I did see that. You put that in our link of possible discussion topics, and I yeah. saw that it was just like, James Cameron acknowledges Avengers. I'm like, okay, why is this, like, that's nice. Is this a talking point? And then I click on it, and it's like, oh, he didn't just tweet a couple nice sentences. Like, he or somebody in his crew, like, took the time to make a little graphic. 
like that's sweet that you took the time to actually go to Photoshop Which or Illustrator with this. Makes me wonder if it was actually him that tweeted it out, but I guess that's hearsay. Who knows? Who who cares? Yeah, who knows what he gets? It's like he has so many skills. Maybe he personally this sat just, down to dope creative suite and made that thing. Because this is another other thing. He's been one of the directors, like actively vocal against comic book movies, superhero movies, all of like he's he's spoken about how he thinks like Wonder Woman is stupid, and it's like I'm just like what you're old, dude. Thank you for doing what you've done, but let's like you're you're just so off base here. It's like That's what is. That's kind of perplexing because he is a franchise man. This is the guy who created, like, yeah. he didn't create it. It's not He's his made thing. some like, of the biggest I mean, blockbusters helmed, along with Steven Spielberg. Yeah, he helmed, like, uh, Terminator and Terminator yeah. 2 and Terminator the Universal Studios theme park ride, which I've heard is also very good. It's almost like, you know, Terminator 2 and a half really good cap onto the James Cameron series of Terminators. And then Avatar is the whole thing. Yeah. To, to be more specific, I, I think I think his comments on Wonder Woman were more to the effect of so, something about her being like a, like a strong female character, stuff like that, and how he, like, he just, it, so, so I forget exactly what he said, but he didn't like it. And it was just like, you don't, don't say don't say that you're you're just you're digging your own grave here that is not a good look mm-hmm. um and yeah it's it just it it, it 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 was it was some not some good comments and stuff like mm-hmm. that and then, and then you have steven spielberg who's like yes. netflix movies shouldn't win the the, the oscars and all of this stuff because they're not actually movies and stuff it's like what are you talking about like <laughs> this, you guys are you guys okay you guys might need to go sit in the corner for a little <laughs> bit here <laughs> i think steven spielberg's thing was that he thought like netflix not that it's like not art he's like it's real art i think that counts as tv that counts as a tv movie not a movie 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 movies are for theaters and a real like in-person cinematic experience which is which is still a, a yeah, very like, small well, distinction to make don't do that to yourself dude <laughs> who who was it there was another thing i saw on twitter last week not from a director oh it was from lizzo the yes. musical i think she just put out a new album if i'm not mistaken Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't keep up with her i don't i couldn't name any of her songs i i have found one song by hers i've that i've quite liked and that's not to say i like it and i don't like the others i just like that song so much i keep listening to that and i've yet to like click on view artist there you go rest of albums but I I guess someone I follow must have retweeted it or liked it or something, and so it showed up on my feed. But mm-hmm. she was saying something along the lines of, uh, "Only people who have partaken in like that certain style of art should be allowed to critique that style of art." So, like, hey, if you are a music reviewer and you review a- a- albums, you should not be reviewing 
albums or or music if you don't also make music and stuff like that and everyone was like oh don't <laughs> you don't want to say that that's a bad look don't 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 do that don't say that you know and it's just like what thinking why why yeah. i think there uh, is something for like don't it's, it's helpful to have experience yeah but i think there's something to say capable. for like don't complain unless you know you can do a better job which is something i think about a lot like Mm, I don't know. Like, I am soft with my criticism. I am soft about it. To get me to say the word dislike, you have to have like two keys that you put in two holes at the same time and two One different day. guys turn them. One day. You know, like the way you like <laughs> open up a nuclear bomb, that those kind of protocols have to be unlocked for me to say like, I disliked this. I'm very gentle. But even when I'm like, I think the pacing was kind of weird, and I think that scene went on a little bit too long, and that character's arc didn't quite come together. I'm like, See, I think could you do it better? Could being, you do it better, though? Being able to say stuff like that and recognize, like, hey, this tone is off. The character mm -hmm. development here didn't pay off, or stuff like that. Those are all valid critiques and are a lot more than what people are just like the average person is gonna say where they're like oh it was dope it was hot dude it's lit it's fire whatever i don't know and it's just like okay but why or those be like oh this was garbage it was so bad it was the worst thing i've ever seen okay but why was it that bad you, you, bad you know uh, um yes so I, I i think there's this weird thing with like they there's a lot of people out there who will say something is good or bad but then won't quantify it or won't say mm -hmm. why right uh but then on the opposite side i think there's a lot of people who will be like oh well it could it could have like this might not have worked or this might not have pay paid off but this thing was fantastic but then they don't say oh it was good or it was bad like like you i feel like you're right in that middle section there <laughs> where it's just like yeah i can talk about what worked and what did, mm -hmm. didn't work but you don't like being like this was bad this was not good or you know <sighs> whereas i like like to think I of me doing do such both. a thing haunts me <laughs> like i i want to do both because i want people who aren't necessarily interested in the like like granular like okay well here's what didn't work and, and in this one scene he said this thing but that doesn't match up with his character development and stuff like that like there's some people out there who just don't care about that stuff as much mm -hmm. and just like hey was it good or bad should i waste my time or is it worth it you know so they want and need that it was good go watch it or go read this book mm -hmm. and there's some like okay it was good but why did you think it was good because you maybe you liked this one movie but i hated it so i don't know if our interests align mm -hmm. here you know so that's why i personally want that both thing but this uh well james cameron thing we got, 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 got off 
on a bit of a tangent there. <laughs> yeah, you put a couple like pop culture news items in the list. This is our 50th episode. I want to make it big. I don't want it to just be like news of the week. Like it's we'll any jump other week. around and do whatever we want. Let's like, no, I've, I want some centerpieces. Centerpieces. No, I've got some stories. I've got like a story in my back pocket. Like, okay, if we ever oh, yeah. have like a slow week, I can pull this out. And I'm like, no, it's the 50th one. Pull it out now. Hell yeah. Uh, Talk to me. No, we can get through the pop culture stuff. Just like, let's make it snappy, Kyle. <laughs> let's uh, not talk about a trailer for longer than the length of the actual trailer. This is our challenge. I don't know, man. Let's see. So let's do keeping in the Marvel wheelhouse then. How about that new Spider-Man trailer? What do you think? It looks good. I. It's very raw and emotional. Peter, very clearly in the first shot you see him, he's just been crying and that hurts my soul because he is our boy. I like that Maria Hill is in it. You don't see her in enough stuff. Good to see Maria again. No Aunt May in this one. I Exactly as I told you before, Kyle, I am barreling through every thought I had about this movie. No Aunt May in it, like in the first trailer. Okay, understandable. Aunt May's yeah, a personal we don't favorite know of mine. Aunt, it, well, what if Aunt May did not get dusted? So she's five years older now. Interesting. We don't know that. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, when you're an adult, like an adult adult, I think you can age five years and it does not play a very clear difference on your face because you're not a young growing person yeah i mean she might have gray <laughs> hair now aunt may might be old <laughs> that was a nonsense sentence i just said but i'm like just getting the point where i'm old enough that oh i'm starting to look the same just about all the time now <laughs> I, I i feel like after age like i felt like four you like hit a long plateau for several decades. See, I, I I feel like I've been like that most of my life. If if you look at pictures of me from like first g g grade, I look the exact same, basically. <laughs> so except, you just have piercings the... and scruff? Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, yeah. you're a big seven-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly it. Like, I've... More recently, I haven't been getting buzz cuts like I do. My one of my roommates is yes. a b b barber, so he's he's been doing my haircuts. But I used to just do a buzz cut, and that's what I did forever, like all through college, all of that stuff. That's the no. only thing I I you gotta be had. more dynamic than that. I I just I I hated it. I I was just like I hate my hair. I'm just gonna buzz it all off. So that's what I did. And so, like, I always looked the exact same. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> I know you told me a story that there's, like, a picture your parents have up in their house of, like, a younger photo of you. Uh -huh. And, like, you were coming to visit and they told one of their friends, like, oh, oh Kyle's coming yeah. to visit. And then their friend was like, oh, he is an adult. I thought he was the same age he was in the picture. Yeah, I, I, I just don't know if my parents communicated <laughs> how old I was to them. So when when they went to my parents' house Your to like... Your 13-year-old son out living on his own. Yeah, we, like... We, I, 
I I don't know, or if she thought that was like a college team or something, or who knows what. I mean, I I looked really young there because I was I was a sophomore in high school when that mm. picture was taken. Um, but yeah, like she saw me, and here I was, this like twenty eight eight year old man, <laughs> and she's and she's thinking I'm some like seventeen yes, year old I took kid. Vacation days from my some, like, job. Some to like sixteen year old kid. Yeah, <laughs> she goes, "Oh, you're a, a lot older than I thought you were going to be." Oh, she's like, "How how old did you think I was going to be?" <laughs> this, is, this is all to say, like. Five years, a lot of a big difference when you're around Peter's age, less time when you're around May's age. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Spider-Man Far From Home looks very cool. I'm interested to see the progression of his relationship with MJ because it was super like casual and friendly in the first movie. And it seems like they're really going for the romance here. So I'm in like the trailer is playing it up, of course, but I'm interested to see how from like beginning of the movie to end of the movie, how that grows. What do you think of Mysterio? I'm intrigued by Mysterio. I've read a graphic novel that features Mysterio, but it's not a Spider-Man graphic novel. Interesting. Was it Daredevil or something? Oh, dang, you guessed it. I, it, it, it if if it wasn't him, it was another one of the like street level. Yeah, you could have and just so it, it was naming street level New York people, and you would have gotten it. No, it's um a graphic novel where. It's kind of surprising that it is Mysterio and Daredevil together and Daredevil's trying to figure this thing out all around him this whole time. And then he's like, Mysterio, you, you're not going after Spider-Man? Like, do, do, do we have a vendetta I'm not aware of? He's like, we live in the same neighborhood. <laughs> I was going to fight you eventually. <laughs> yeah, so the fact specifically that it is those two fighting each other is like a twist in the story. So I didn't want to blow it in case I pitch it in the future. And we read it and I wanted you to be surprised. Well, I, I still don't know what, what it is. And there's a ton of Daredevil graphic mm-hmm. novels. So, um. But yeah, there's been a lot of t- t- talk about Mysterio on the thing because he mentions that he's from another dimension. Yeah. So who's which knows. could potentially relate to Endgame? But that's the thing. Mysterio is all about lying and illusions yeah. and stuff like that. But I also am wondering if Marvel is playing off of people's expectations exactly or they're playing off of people's expectations that they will play off their expectations yeah you can ping so pong that back could be true forever until what he this said, comes yeah. out in july exactly that could be true what he said and that is not the lie that we will eventually see in mm-hmm. the movie or the big twist or whatever yeah. it is you know who, who knows but i'm not going to decide what I think is true one way or another. This sounds uh, fun. That, I am so. excited for like a real head trip of a movie. I like it's something you can rely on way too hard and just make your whole movie like twists, like all style and no substance. But this series has proven to have real substance. Like, so I do want to see it Spider-Man play around with that. Like, it had a big twist, and yes. that like it wasn't. It even meant to be like a psychological thriller type of thing. It was just no. like 
when you f- find out what it is, you're just like, oh man, yeah, oh goodness, that's a that's a doozy. Um, but yeah, it's it's not meant to be like the M Night Shyamalan. What is really yeah, happening like, here? Like What's going you, on? And know? like, if you told somebody that twist going in, like it ruins nothing. This wasn't anything people were trying to hide from people who didn't see the movie. It is just. It's very effective no matter what, but it's extra effective if you are learning this at the same time Peter learns it. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Uh, Melissa, have you read Watchmen? I have. I read Watchmen in high school. Okay. So that was 10 year, years ago. Kyle, 10 years, it's, one whole American decade ago. It's been a little while since I've read Watchmen. I should go back and rate it again because it's fantastic. Uh, But HBO is doing an adaption of of Watchmen, and I don't remember if they are. I remember it's it's like it's Watchmen, but it's updated somehow, and I don't know if it's a continuation or if it's just modernized or Based whatnot. Based on the but trailer, it looks like a continuation. It look, yeah, it looked a little bit like a continuation and stuff like that, but uh, could be interesting. I don't remember exactly how it plays in and fits in, but have you seen the trailer for that? I did watch the trailer. Yeah. Well, what do you think? Is that something you're up for does it look good to you is that something you wouldn't watch not interested in i'll check it out i don't know if that'll be something where i like follow it like oh it premieres today i gotta see so it maybe it might be a little more apathetic if it comes out, yeah if oh like i will definitely see it but that you know i'm not gonna see it opening weekend i'm not gonna wait for rental i'll see it probably after a month after it's out and I'm... you know to use a theatrical metaphor here for a tv show of course but I will see it probably this calendar year, yeah. but probably not immediately. I'm wondering if this is going to be HBO's newest like premiere show. So I think they were hoping for it to be the West World and this eventually when it came out. Mm-hmm. But from what I hear, season two of West World didn't go over so well with a lot of people. Um, but yeah, just I'm I'm. Wondering, because now that Game of Thrones is wrapping up, what their plans are for stuff down the road. But I'm, I, I think it looks fantastic. Yeah, I remember. I have not read or watched Watchmen. I think since high school, it's mm-hmm. something I'm due to revisit. I remember really liking it. I especially, I what I loved about it was the. I think it's remembered well for like the themes of it and the metaphors of it and the messages of it. I love the thing for like its formatting and its structure. Like I loved the way the graphic novel was structured out where there's grid. Not like that, not like that artistic level, but like every chapter ended with that a piece of supplementary material, Mm -hmm. like here is a letter to the editor of an ornithology journal that the original night owl wrote. And you just sort of get a little bit from that. And the way that pirate comic was building. Yeah, exactly. Like the way they structured out the world building and the character depth and like little things that just seemed like a fun bonus would be really important later on, like on a crunchy narrative level like that. I really enjoyed it. 
Interesting. So I would be noted. I might have something to pitch down the road on the review show that does something similar. Yeah. I would be excited if the TV show played with things like that, like what the graphic novel does with the supplementary material around the actual Watchmen narrative. I'd like to see a show do something like that, too. Like, Well, it's interesting because a couple years ago, DC published some comics c- c- called Before Watchmen. Yes. And it was basically prequels of all of this stuff. I don't mm. – I never read them. I don't remember – uh if anything really significant happened or how well it was received but i remember at the time it was one of those big things of like do they really need to do this like watchmen was perfect by itself do they really need all this supplementary material um but i don't remember how it was received uh i have a friend who really loves watchmen and she like goes to the store and picks up every like Watchmen supplementary like prequel same mm-hmm. universe like all of the related titles. There you go. So at um, least she likes it. On the other side of the coin, DC is also publishing in I guess you could call it an event book. I don't. I think it's taking p- place in the future of the DC universe where everything is at right now. Um, c- c- called Doomsday clock and Mm -hmm. it's kind of this like melding of the watchman universe and the dc universe and it's been fantastic but it keeps getting delayed and new issues come out Mm -hmm. few and far between and stuff like that um but that also kind of gives like hints as to what happened after the events of Watchmen, because we get to see both the universes and like, okay, well, what? Uh, I think it it at one point picks up in like the early '90s in the mm. Watchmen universe, and it's like, okay, what has happened over the past like five or six years? Yeah, yeah, no. Um, so who knows? There could be some interesting stuff in this show. I'm excited for it. Kyle. Um, yes. Have you ever seen, there's an episode of Simpsons where, you know, the comic book shop in the Simpsons, Mm -hmm. do you know that much? A rival comic book shop opens up and it's like a cool, modern, hipster comic book shop. Okay. Uh, Not super pretentious on its own, but just in comparison to, you know, comic book guy, where like greasy old comic book guy has his nerd horde over there. This is like the shiny clean like hip version of that okay and they have a signing with some famous comic artists in this episode who are all i believe voiced by themselves so it's alan moore playing himself in the simpsons it is the creator of mouse and another guy they're all like like the last time i caught it i'm like oh those are all like legit real comic stars that they have gotten and there's some joke that, like, Watchmen has become something big and overproduced and over-merchandised. And Milhouse is like, ah, Alan Moore, I really liked Watchmen babies. And he holds up, like, a poster of the Watchmen as these cute babies. And it says, Watchmen babies in V for vacation. <laughs> uh, so I looked it up on Google, and it was huh. Alan Moore, Art Spiegelman, and Dan 
Klaus, mm, I believe is yes. how you pronounce his name. I'm not familiar with him, though. That name sounds familiar, and I think whatever it was... Oh, did he do Ghost World? Was that it? Let's see. Yeah, I believe so. Like, it's whatever title they referenced in, in relation to him was something big. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Dan Klaus. Kyle, I'm so excited for all of The Simpsons. Hmm. I'm excited for all of The Simpsons to be on Disney Plus so I can point you directly here, Kyle. Do this, this stuff. One, go watch it. This one old episode of Simpsons I am talking about. Here you go. Fill yourself in. Plagiarism by Shia LaBeouf. <clears throat> this is on the Daniel Klaus wikipedia page in december 2013 shia labeouf short film uh howard cantor com i believe is, oh howard cantor.com became available online soon thereafter those familiar with indie comics noticed its remarkable resemblance to justin m demino believe that dynamo I don't know. Uh, a comic by Klaus contributed to the 2008 charity anthology The Book of Other People. The short film was then uh, removed by LaBeouf, who claimed that he was not copying Cowles, but rather was inspired by him and got lost in the creative process. Okay, we'll skip that. <laughs> That's funny. Um... Yeah, I'm not I'm not familiar with his work. Moving on so we can just get done with this last bit of yes, uh, our last piece of pop culture news, pop culture news. Let's talk about all of the delays and the new Star Wars okay. films and stuff like that. New Mutants got delayed. You you messaged me because a while back, I think it was on this show. On yeah, the we were talking. No, I think we were talking about like future superhero movies that were coming out like you know what is just the rest of the year in movies look like and i'm like i think new mutants is like a fall like late summer early fall and I was release like, that movie's not like that who knows if that movie's ever gonna I come out where like fairly recently it was like somewhere in the august september october range they're like yep it's then yeah because it's it had to do Research, I mean, not re re I mean, sure, they had to do research, but mm. it, ha it had to do reshoots. Um, and I know it got delayed at one point, but yeah, apparently it's gotten delayed yet again. Uh, this baffles they me filmed it like a, like a year and a half ago, like two years ago. I, like I remember seeing a tr like a teaser for this yeah. a long time ago, yeah. I think I saw the teaser for this a year and a half ago. A while. I'm kind of baffled because based on that teaser, it looked pretty good. And, like, you hear about this being done with, like... It would be a horror film. You hear about, like, shelving being done with movies that are very bad or movies that hit, like, very awkward times. Like, there's something in the movie that is too close to, like, a real-world disaster, so they shelve it for a while or something yeah. like that. I... It rarely happens with movies that are pretty good. And this seems fine. It, it doesn't seem like a knockout of the park, but it seems perfectly suitable as a superhero movie and it as a awesome. horror movie. I, yeah. I, think, I, think so in, I don't know what's happening to it. I think in some of those reshoots, they even added a new character. 
like huh. to the, I, I think that's what I remember hearing. This is all just hearsay and stuff like that. But yeah, that's that got um delayed again. To, I, I think I I think at least twenty twenty is what it said. I don't know. Yeah, something now like it's due for like April or something. Sometime next year. Hopefully it comes out. Uh, but Gambit, the other X-Men related film, is officially dead. I think now is the wrong Thank time God. for Gambit. I, I don't think it ever was going to be a good time. For, well, when the original X-Men movies were coming out, if they had the foresight to do like spin-offs and like mm-hmm. start building their universe the way the MCU did, sure. I think it would would have been a perfectly fine movie back mm. then. I just it didn't strike me as one that would do well, especially with what's his name Channing Tatum behind it. I he I I don't feel like he would make a good I gambit. He, he doesn't have the look or the he doesn't have the look or the physique of a gambit but i see how the spirit could be the same and i would just love to hear him do that new orleans accent the thing about gambit is that he's a big old flirt that's gambit fact one fact two is the cards fact three is like that weird thing he puts on his head yeah these are the three gambit facts you need to know he's such a big flirt and that's an incredibly huge part of his character and, like, that's one of those, like, fine line things where, like, if you put it in somebody's hands, it's like, okay, you know, charming guy. And if you put it in somebody else's hands, it gets, like, a little skeevy. And yeah. so you yeah, have to play like, it why? exactly why right or else yeah. it's really going to rub people the wrong way. Which is like, why I think Deadpool worked out so well, which mm-hmm. is a similar situation because ryan reynolds was like no i want to be the one to get this movie made i want to be the one to play deadpool and do it right which is the exact same thing that channing tatum was doing but i can see ryan reynolds as deadpool like i like just being like oh yeah that that would make sense Mm -hmm. i can see him being that actor when the when you say gambit and channing tatum i'm like yeah, no, that that doesn't seem right. I think right. he's got that kind of suave, charming. I think he could play the gambit I would like to see, which is just the sort of fun, chill, like good-natured flirt, but also like can read people and is just an easygoing guy. And he it's could do. He did. Wow. Oh, well. <laughs> I don't know if Gambit is a good candidate for a solo movie to begin with. I'm intrigued by him. I would like to see a Gambit yeah. in a movie. You could do him with the Thieves Guild or however you yeah, say yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I think... Thieves Guild. It, I would like to see him on the screen. I think that he has to be like written and played very carefully. And I think he probably is a better ingredient in an ensemble film than he is a star of a solo film. Potentially, yeah. Or I, I, I would even think, sure, you could get an interesting movie out of him. I don't know if you could get multiple without making it like a Rogue and Gambit movie. That'd be nice. Or I think something like, like that. Who knows? However, you know, X number of years down the road, like introduce him in a group setting, see how it goes. Maybe then, maybe 12 years from now will be the year of the Gambit movie. 
Yep, who knows? Uh, also, speaking of James Cameron, like we talked about earlier on, mm-hmm. the Avatar sequels got delayed yet again. This is the. There's uh, like seven of them. Seven sequels. Of our life now. <laughs> and the thing is that you were absolutely like, of course they're going to happen. Like, Avatar is oh, at I, least. I really in- don't want them to. I mean, I, I, I know at least one more will happen. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of want it to flop. Why, why do you feel such vindictiveness towards these nice blue people? I, I, I don't think that movie is as good as people remember it being. I think it, that's the way everybody thinks. The thing with Avatar is that I think everybody went out to see it because of the spectacle of it. And people yeah. loved it for the spectacle. And I think there's a small fraction of people that genuinely loved it and really got into the world of Avatar. But I think for everybody else, it was like, oh, that seems fun. I'll go see that. Seems like a good time on the big screen. And it was just the general, like, mid-level appealingness of it that made it that big. Because it was a movie everybody, like, just about everybody would say, yeah, seems like a fun two and a half hours I, in the theater on the big screen with the fancy special effects. I don't know if it was the like middling appeal though, because it was also the the like l- the like restart of hey, we have this brand new 3D technology. That's this is, right. This is yeah, going to change everything. Like, 3D films were hitting it big again. Because he was, the, I I don't know if he specifically, but I know like that movie was made to demonstrate yes. that 3d so it, it was more like a proof of concept or stuff like that and so i i think a lot of people went to go see it for that and there's hey it's not the like red and blue yeah. g- glasses you get you know um exactly like exactly i think people went to it as an experience not as a f- movie as a film yeah and so if that's the case if these movies are more like hey, we have this new technology thing. That's kind of why I'm assuming the next one will flop. I'm just like, hey, the story wasn't actually all that good. You don't really have a new technology to show off. This is going to be just average. This is like, this is going to be like, all right, who cares? You know, I don't think that's going to equate to a flop. Certainly, because I, I think there are enough people that are curious about it and know that it will be pretty enough to make the theater ticket worth it yeah mm-hmm. i don't know who knows who knows yeah i i know it's one of those things that has been like pushed back and pushed back and pushed back but like is still weirdly a certainty that it will happen because it has that money because it has that super intense focus of james cameron and he this is his passion project yeah and it'll take forever but it's not going to fade away. Like, this is going to happen. I don't know if there's ever been anything else that keeps getting pushed back like this, but is also still a certainty. Yeah, well, at one point, gambit. <laughs> yeah, but that was something anybody could cancel at any time. Like, you know, and they people did like Channing Tatum, times. <laughs> people like X-Men. But, like, this is, like, it. you know, until, you know, if Endgame is able to topple it, but if not... Number one movie in the world. Lots of people like yeah. the thing. And it's got one super successful, super focused, super skilled person behind it that is going to drive it into realization. Yeah. And and just with all of the like 
misogynistic comments against like Wonder Woman and strong female characters. That's also why I'm just like, I hope this doesn't do well just so you get put in your place, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. But who knows? I, th- I think they're trying to position this so it will now be it will now alternate with Star Wars. Which they just announced sure. three new films. Mm. We don't know anything about them yet. Um, th- this is uh, this is one of the things that is really confusing to me. Uh huh. Because there was this that Disney announced. They just said, "Hey, after uh, episode nine, we're gonna do three more Star Wars films," and they didn't give us any information except that it's not gonna be a a part of this Skywalker saga. Mm -hmm. However, there was also that trilogy from Ryan Johnson. Like he announced that those were one and the same. That's the thing. They haven't confirmed that these three that they announced were the three Ryan Johnson ones that they announced like two years ago or Mm -hmm. a year and a half ago. Who, however long it's been, they've not been like, oh yeah, it's the exact same thing. Because why? Like, if it was, why announce it again? Like, it's already been announced. And there was no new information with this. That seemed strange. I think I already knew that the Ryan wanted to do three movies. I think we'd heard it before. Like, we'd like to do this. We're kind of working on this thing. But maybe this is them saying, now we put it on the calendar. Look, we do like we didn't just pencil it in. We used a pen this time. That could be. That could be. Uh, and then there's also the Star... We, there's this, like, we don't know what the Star Wars project is from D.B. Weiss and David Benehoff. Mm-hmm. Because uh, they're working on something. Yeah. Game of Thrones people. Who knows? Because they could be that. Like, hey, Game of Thrones is done. Move on to... St- Star Wars, make your, you know, make your stuff. That sounds exhausting. You'd think after you made a whole Game of Thrones, you would just like take a gap year and go to a beach. (laughs) Well, the the next Star Wars film isn't going to come out until uh, 2022, I Mm. think is is what these, Mm -hmm. they're like, these these three will start coming out in 2022 and will go every two years. So it'll be 22, 24, and 26. So, I mean, that like they would, I assume, take a good chunk of time off while the movie is being written and stuff like that. You know, they're figuring out casting and stuff like that. And then they'll come in and be like, all right, let's get to work. Who knows? But that's exciting. More Star Wars, because I like Star Wars. Yeah. Cool. You have a story. Okay, yes. I'm double-checking. The pop culture gauntlet is done. <laughs> I have to be honest. I like the storytelling thing we do so much better than running through a bunch of then pop culture. Tell news. stories. There, there is, There is no, like, we have to do it this way on this show. It's just like, hey, if this thing happened to me this week, I'm going to talk about it this is stuff that i saw this week and the narrative flow of the podcast kyle you don't you can interrupt no 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 hey i have a story to tell no all right tell the story no you don't (laughs) 
put a dramatic story like this towards the front half and then like um and then a trailer came out as the coda no this has to be you have to block it you have to block out like the last 20 minutes for this dang thing the narrative flow of a podcast (laughs) kyle i can't interrupt you in the middle these stories aren't the middle (sighs) (laughs) okay (laughs) melissa's putting her foot down (laughs) okay so this is our 50th episode, mm-hmm. and I've been wanting to tell this story for a while. And I'm like, well, this might take a long time. Let me save it for if we just have, like, a slow news week. Or literally both of us went home and took naps, and we have nothing to talk about that week. I wish I got to go home and take naps. Or, you know, one of those weeks where it's like, I saw the insides of my eyelids and the office, Kyle, and nothing else. Mm-hmm. So what's this story? Okay. This is from a suburban night drive a friend of mine and I took about Mm -hmm. uh, a year and a half ago. Picture this. It is a a warm September night, I think. Like an August or a September. Warm, a little balmy. We're going to go just drive around that night with the windows down, you know, play some music, talk, catch up, look at big, pretty houses. We are going towards the Jamestown area. This is the area kind of... I live in North County of St. Louis. This is Norther. This is way up there. This is like the last thing between us and like the Missouri River cutting it off in Illinois. Extra North. The most North. (laughs) And it's this area that is big, pretty country homes. Mm -hmm. And it's not... Like there's no real difference in the culture or anything like that. There's, you know, it's the same school district I was in. They go to the same Target I went to. So it's not like a very fancy neighborhood. Like, there's not a cultural difference. It's just bigger houses on big plots of land up there. Big, Mm -hmm. nice houses, as opposed to my, like, three-bedroom ranch, you know. So anything (laughs) bigger than that is automatically very fancy to me. So we're driving around, and this is getting into country. Sure. This is a country area. Yep. Like, you are 10, maybe 15 minutes drive away from the major thoroughfare, you know, where the target is. But there's so many trees. There's so many, like, dense thickets that you completely lose track of that. You forget where you are. What year is it? What part of the state are you in when you get all the way up there? And we find this little neighborhood called Jamestown Farms. Mm-hmm. And it is set all the way back there. And it's all of these big, nice houses around like one, you know, like a couple different cul-de-sacs all around a ring. And it's this okay. weird area in that it feels so secluded. It's like this little mini community just popped up out of nowhere in the middle of the woods. You know, these big, nice houses. So my friend and I are going... So you broke into one, right? <laughs> I'm a millionaire now, Kyle. <laughs> so we're driving around and we go down this road and we're like, oh, this just turns into a roundabout. Well, we'll just drive through the roundabout and back out again. Mm-hmm. And we're driving through the roundabout and we see this man in his yard. And it's getting around dusk. 
it's like the where it's dark but not dark enough to trigger any like porch lights or anything like that yet. Sure. So it's a little shadowy. We can't really see him. And we see this man in his yard as we're driving past. And this is like a tight little, you know, roundabout. We're mm-hmm. going slow. We are what? 15, 20 miles? Like a very normal, slow suburban speed sure. we're going. And we see this man like waving at us and he stops us. <laughs> and we're like, oh no, we have some rich person has finally yelled at us for driving past their house and looking too hard at it. <laughs> Thank finally, you for coming looking here. at my house. <laughs> and it is this man this slight gray-haired man he's like in his 50s or whatever you know gray hair but fairly youthful face he's wearing a bathrobe he's holding a camcorder there's a dog in the yard no so we think he was just like out there filming his dog doing something while we were driving up there because he's waving this camcorder and it's not and it is a it's not a massive like over the shoulder like the kind your dad had in 1994 camcorder, but it's not modern either. This mm-hmm. is like a 2006 camcorder or something in just like sure. 2017, like state of the art of it at a state of the art at its time, but you've not updated this thing since you got it. Sorry. Sure. So he like <laughs> he's waving his hands at us and so my friend wrote my friend's driving. And so I'm over here in the passenger seat and this guy's on my friend's side. And so my friend rolls down the window and he's like, you guys were going kind of fast. And, you know, there's kids who live around here and I was on my lawn and you could have hit me. And we know we could not have hit him. (laughs) You were only going like 15. We are going 25 miles per hour when it's mildly shadowy. We saw you were there, sir. Like, we didn't, we weren't going to veer we into We saw the you yard. from three blocks away that way. <laughs> but we're not going to argue with the guy. We're just like, oh, uh, w- yeah, sorry, sir. And he's like, what are you guys doing here? This is a private drive. We're like, oh, we turned down it. We didn't, get to know, we didn't know it was going to dead end. We're just continuing around, you know, the circle. And we're going to go back out. And he's like, well, I want you guys to back up. Don't keep driving. Back up. Back up out of here. Go like, back sir, it's a roundabout. Get out of our neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, instead of us, like, just driving in the circle, he's like, no, back up and get out of here this way. And he's, like, uh, and he's accosting us. He is talking it about the way I am talking now. He's not yelling. He's not furious. He's just, like, concerned, busybody neighbor. That's who he is. The neighborhood watch. and oh he starts to tell us i remember all of these fragments and i have to make sure i arrange them in the right order again there's a narrative order to this story kyle and he says you know i'm pretty nervous because they're these neighbors i have oh (laughs) oh no so he's a bit even before he lets you back up, he 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 starts here's, here's telling you about the neighborhood. So, so he's telling us back up, get out of here. And then he stops and he tells us about the neighbors and about his house and how long he's lived in his house. OK, what the hell? <laughs> OK, so this guy, he says him and his wife bought this house and then they were hired to do some sort of I.T. work for Fort Knox and they had to leave and go live by Fort Knox for like a two year stint or whatever. And he says, then they came back and the whole neighborhood had grown up around them. You know, this whole neighborhood of 
24 large houses, mm-hmm. which is all it is altogether. So I don't know how much had grown in the two years since he had left. But he's like, I bought all of this land and, you know, I bought this house and then I come back and there's all these houses and all these neighbors around me. This is not a crowded area. Each one of these houses is on a big yard. Like from where you are, you can see eight other houses but it's not like you're looking down a row of house after house after house yeah it's, like, it's not like your your typical town houses where there's like 30 to 50 feet be- between each house right they're, yeah, they're like yeah. there's one on top of that hill there's one on top of that hill <laughs> he points at the house next to his like i said these are these aren't mansions but these are big houses these are mm-hmm. like I don't know, five bed, three bath, like you probably have like a living room and a formal dining room and a den, like bigger houses like that. He points to the house next to his and he says, you know, I originally wanted to buy that and I wanted to build a barn and inside the barn, I wanted to offer STEM classes to kids. I was going to buy a 3D printer. I was going to teach the kids how to 3D print. I was going to teach them astronomy and computer programming and Go. Have you guys played Go? It's like Japanese chess. It's fantastic. You guys should play Go. Played Pokemon Go. <laughs> like, I, I I, feel like I would be asking him, like, where, where are the kids? Did someone else run them over? Is that why you're stopping us? That, like... <laughs> You, you've you've yeah, seen okay. it before and like <laughs> so this no this is what is happening with me and my friend we were like kind of alarmed at first like we're yeah. not really doing anything wrong there's no signs outside this neighborhood saying like private you know residents only we're just like oh those look like big pretty houses let's go drive around and take a look at them when this one guy comes out and we're like oh you know i don't think he's gonna call the cops on us but he looks upset and we feel kind of bad you know, we don't want to spook this guy. We are, you know, innocent 20-somethings dreaming of owning a big house driving around here. So we felt kind of bad. And we're just like, oh, sorry, sir. We're just kind of sheepish. And he's talking to us. And he keeps talking. I think he kept us there for 10 or 15 solid minutes talking at us. And it gets, like, about this point in where I'm like, oh, oh, he's just going to keep going, isn't he? He's not even he's not even upset anymore. He just started telling us a thing about the neighborhood and has now gone off on a tirade of neighborhood stories. So it starts to, so it starts to become absurd. And I'm sitting there like trying really hard not to start laughing. And my friend in the driver's seat, who's like two feet away from this guy, has to keep it completely dead. Because yeah. I can like kind of slink back in my seat. You know, it's a little shadowy. I can like hold my water bottle up in front of my face. I can hide the fact that I'm starting to laugh. He can't. This guy talks about how he wanted to buy the big house and then he comes back and he can't get the other second big house anymore to build a barn and teach kids how to use a 3D printer. And he says, you know, the local neighborhood, the the local neighborhood authority, they want to give that house to a fraternity. The closest university, there's a community college not too far away, but community college isn't going to have a fraternity. The closest university is like a solid 30, 40 minutes away from here. There is no 
way that is at all going yeah. to be a frat house. Nobody's picking a frat house in a sleepy, well-off suburban neighborhood ages away from any kind of mm-hmm. university. So I don't know what he's talking about. Weird. And there were he there were trees on that property. There were trees on that property, and then they came and cut them down. Those trees were so old. They were hundreds of years old. I was so upset about it, he says. So I just went out there, and I was standing there, just arms crossed, watching them, just watching them cut down those trees. In my bathrobe. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He's spitefully standing there, arms crossed, in a bathrobe, like, staring at these people (laughs) cutting down the trees on this nice house that he wanted to buy and build a barn and put a 3D printer in the barn and also a telescope to teach the kids astronomy. Okay. I like this guy. (laughs) Up the street, and he points vaguely in some direction away from us, there's two lawyers. I get the impression that it's like a husband and wife team of lawyers. Mm -hmm. And the lawyers are behind a lot of this. The lawyers are behind cutting down the trees and not letting this guy, like, put all the things in the property. (laughs) Exactly. Through the Dickelberg to his, you know, Mr. Turner. And he's talking about these lawyers have Dobermans, big Dobermans. And he says... They really wanted to show off these Dobermans and show that they were good, safe dogs and they wouldn't hurt any of the kids and they weren't scary and they were well-trained. So they paraded the Dobermans around the neighborhood. And the way he talked about it, it sounded like, not just like, oh, oh, they paraded them, but like, now we are going to walk the Dobermans. Come out and see. Pat the Dobermans. Behold y'all, the Dobermans. The <laughs> Look how safe the Dobermans are around babies. There might have been two. In hindsight, I don't remember if he specified how many Dobermans. He might have just said <laughs> plural, and I'm like, I guess two. They're big dogs. You wouldn't have more than two. But who knows how many Dobermans were being paraded around by these two lawyers. And so they're parading the Dobermans around, and he's mad about it for some reason. He's angry about the Dobermans. Maybe he's just, you know, spiteful towards whoever these lawyers are. So he, like, goes, you know, he walks up to the end of his little cul-de-sac, and he probably looks out, and he, like, shakes his head at the Dobermans, and he goes walking back. (laughs) And he's... How did you guys, like, finally get away? I'm not done. I'm not done yet. Oh, I think this is when he was watching the people cut down the trees and he was mad about it. Mm -hmm. At some point in his story, he mentions like standing in his yard, watching one of his neighbors do something. Oh, my God, the drone. The lawyers (laughs) accused him of having a drone that they that he used to spy in windows. He's like, I don't have a drone. I don't know what these lawyers are talking about. They're crazy. He's a 3D printer man. He's not a drone man. I mean, he can 3D print the parts for a drone. <laughs> I forgot that was part of it. The lawyers had accused him of drone spying too. But during one of these events where he's like standing out in his yard, like being angry at a neighbor, he says, I'm just standing out there with my peach knife and my peach you know that thing like wizened old countrymen do in movies where they're like cutting slices of an apple and they're like eating it off the knife? Yeah. You've seen like a Sam Elliott do that probably. Like John Locke in Lost with the mango. Exactly. Best exactly. mango he's ever had. <laughs> this guy's doing that thing but with a peach. And he says 
my peach knife. Like that's an appliance. I'm just standing there with my peach knife. <laughs> I'm just being my peach knife and my peach. Like, you know, a peach knife, that thing we've all heard of and are aware of, the peach knife. No, god damn it, don't touch that one. That's my peach knife. <laughs> that's the apple knife. Put it back. I need my peach knife. I don't remember where in the story that was. <laughs> but anyway, back to the parade of Dobermans. However many Dobermans there were. Two lawyers, I think the lawyers had a daughter and at least two Dobermans walking around the neighborhood showing off. He's mad, so he storms back home. He says that then a local woman hit him with his car. During the parade? During the parade of Dobermans. No, some woman was trying to get away from the Dobermans? I don't know. This in may or car. may not have this may How? or may not have been Doberman related. It may have just happened at the same time as the Doberman parade. He <laughs> says she hit him with his car and then he got dizzy and he laid down. <laughs> I I don't understand how and why you guys sat there the entire time just listening do? just be like hey we we're like obviously we're not we didn't mean to c c come in here we're tr trying to find just make up something be like we need to go it was nice meeting you i'm glad you have a peach knife we're getting out of here he kept going and it no this became so entertaining we're like how long is he gonna keep going okay so this is the final part of his story. So he gets hit with the car and he gets dizzy and he lies down. And apparently whoever that woman was, she left. And he says, I was laying out there for like 30 minutes before finally somebody called my wife and they took me to the hospital and it turned out I was having a heart attack. Oh no. <laughs> and then he paused and he said, so you see why I'm nervous about people driving through my street when I don't know them. <laughs> We're like, oh, yes, sir. Do, like, do you own the street, too? Like, I, I don't know. And at the, and we've also, like... stand in the middle of the goddamn street, then, with your so, fucking peach knife. <laughs> and so I'm sitting on the passenger side of the car, which is on the side where his house is. And we can see, like, the dog is still in the yard. And there's, like, a woman and, like, a kid in, like, peering through the glass door, the front door. They it's, like, his wife. Peach knives. It's like his wife and maybe his ages be like a grandbaby that they're watching. This like toddler. They're also like watching us. Like, what's he doing? Who are, who, who's this car? Yeah. <laughs> so he gets to the end of the story, and he started out real mad at us, and then he started telling us about the neighborhood, and he went on a long, long, windy path. And finally ended up in some sort of conclusion of I got down, I had a heart attack, and now I'm nervous about people driving down my road. And he says, well, it's been nice to meet you. My name is Joshua Castle. It was really great talking to you. You Can guys should come back sometime. What was his name? You got Robotty. His name, he says, he introduces himself by name. First name, last name. Hold on his hand my friend shakes it my name is joshua castle <laughs> you guys should come back sometime give me a call he 
rattles off his entire phone number for us. Oh, wow. <laughs> got it. He rattles off his phone number and he's like, come on back sometime. You know, I, we can play Go together. Doesn't that sound fun? The Japanese game of Go. Well, you guys have a nice night. Going back inside. That's awful. So I, I imagine all of his story, like, was one big, long e event. Like, he walks outside to angrily stare at the people chopping down the trees because he's mad that he one big day can't for build the barn. Yeah, yeah. J -j -j Joshua's big day, right? And he goes outside and he's like, God damn them, cutting down my trees can't have the barn to teach the stem cell stuff to the goddamn kids god damn it and as he's doing that the the neighbors go you know behold y'all dobermans and they have the doberman dobermans. parade and that goes down the, the street and then someone gets distracted by the dobermans and veers off the road hits hits J -J -J joshua who spins out of control gets dizzy falls over has a heart attack there's is laying no there way. for half an there's, hour for the red he misses no the way. whole parade <laughs> i described to you this is a short little street there's no way anybody could be driving fast enough to hit him that woman, whoever she was, is probably driving about the same speed we were, which is still, you know, that's not good. But it, like, it's I'm not assuming like he's standing there in the scene. middle of the of the of the street, being well like, "Who knows? Damn it! I'm cutting down those trees and the stupid dogs." And no, there is no dr fucking drone. <laughs> and like while he, while that is happening, someone is sitting there like, "What is going on? There's Dobermans," and they like hit it and they like hit hit him there i just did i imagine that all as one big scene <laughs> yes oh, the fact that it, like all of that happened sandwiched by this complete 180 of i don't want you guys to keep driving i want you to back up and get out of here too this is my name and phone number come on back and we'll play board we'll, games together we'll play go next time <laughs> just get out of there and the second we are out of his sight we burst, burst out laughing, laughing. <laughs> we're like was that real did that just happen to us and we get out of the neighborhood we're like we need to stop somewhere and like you know absorb what happened and we get to like the parking lot of a dead so kmart funny. and we park and we're like okay you gotta record our app on your phone we have to record this so we recap immediately everything that happened that's so funny so I have that audio somewhere. If you find it, let me know. Yeah. It was that... a <laughs> It was a wild time and it's a really memorable story for me. Like I go on That's those funny. like nice neighborhood drives all the time. There's mm -hmm. nothing I love more than just driving through like a lush well-off suburban neighborhood. Yeah. This is the one time somebody has come out and spoken to us. And it's that. It's a favorite story, That's which is awful. why I'm like, okay, if we're at a milestone episode, let me drag this thing out for you. There you go. Well, thank you guys for joining us on this momentous episode 50 of the mm -hmm. Whatnots Captain's Log. That, that certainly was a fantastic story to end it on. <laughs> um, we will see you guys next week. 
I guess the little bit of housekeeping that I want to mention, uh, we do have our Avengers Endgame spoiler cast yes. up. All three hours of it. Yes, all three hours. That uh, You can find that on our website, thewhatnots.com, or if you search The Whatnots in whatever podcast app you like, uh, it, it is an episode of The Reactor Core, which is one of the other podcasts that we do. So go check that out. Uh, by time this goes public, we will also have our third exclusive, a Patreon exclusive yes. episode of the review show. Do you want to tell them about that and what, what we did for that yes. one? We watched Shrek Retold, which is a YouTube project. You can go look this up. It is about an hour and a half long. It is the entirety of Shrek. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the green DreamWorks man. The one that's Isn't- like an onion. The, that one, don't mistake him, not the one who's like a parfait. The entire story of Shrek, the characters, the dialogue, the songs, everything is retold and chopped up into little bits and given to all kinds of different creators. There's live action actors, there's animation of all different kinds. The music is all entirely mm-hmm. redone. The voices are redone. It is just this big, like, it's a jokey trip. fan quilt of shrek it's a real experience it was a lot of fun to watch and a lot of fun to talk about exactly uh so that is on our patreon for the three dollar and above people uh on that also on the review show uh we just covered season one of castle rock uh, which is a hulu original show so be on the lookout for that uh that should be up and coming up on the review show we are going to be covering brave yeah dreamworks no no kyle i i i was like it's disney and dreamworks i was like no that's that's not it (laughs) okay i understand the alliteration this is a pixar film from 2012 you remember yes that one uh so that i believe it is it that is all melissa where can they find you on the internet you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And I am at Yo Kyle Springer on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you want to stay up to date with this show, we are on Twitter at The Whatnots. Patreon.com slash The Whatnots is where you can support us. And for just a dollar a month, you can get mm-hmm. episodes early. And at the $3 tier, you can get those exclusive episodes uh, mm-hmm. And we also do want to give a big thank you to our Patreon supporters at the $5 tier and up. So thank you to both Sam and C- C- Christine for helping us out and keeping the mics on. We appreciate you guys a lot. It helps us out a mm-hmm. bunch, a ton to help us do what we do here. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. Cool. We'll be back we next close week. Close out old Big 50. Exactly. We'll see you guys next week. Adios. Bye.